Okay, it's season two of the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We are back. I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Langpaul. Hello, Emily. Hello. I, I'm so glad you're back. I, I'm just so excited we get to have these conversations yeah. uh, about places where Christ and culture intersect and faith and daily life meets. And that's what we're here to do. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. This first premiere episode of season two will just be to set the table uh, for what is to come. Mm-hmm. So thanks for tuning in. If you're new, uh, if you are a faithful uh, listener to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast, welcome back to season two. We are ready to dive in. Yeah. Uh, we're, re- we're ready to go. So before we do, though, Emily, let's let's start with a, a question just to kind of fill in the gaps. Sure. Because we did season one, yeah. and that ended about middle of summer, mm-hmm. and now we're starting season two about the same time we started season one last year. Yeah. So I think that'll be our, our rhythm. We'll, we'll, we did about 30 episodes mm-hmm. last year for season one, and we'll shoot for about the same this year. Mm-hmm. Um, breaks are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allowed us to hit the refresh button and Man, I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. So, what happened since season one for you? What, what's going yeah. on in your life? Let's well, let's catch up because yes. people want to know, Emily, yeah. <laughs> what's going on in your life. In my world, uh, well, in our in our whole world, uh, a lot has been going on. But in my family, my oldest daughter Ella started kindergarten, ah. and that's just a big moment. It's Ella's a big in kindergarten. Thing. Yes. Yes, and it's going great. She loves it. I love it. I love teachers and administrators and all the people um, that she's with, and so that's wonderful. My other daughter started preschool, and then my son, (laughs) Brock, just turned two in December, and so that's kind of a milestone, and it's good. It's good. It is good. Uh, God bless you and your husband, Chris. Your three kids <laughs> yeah. between age two and kindergarten uh-huh. uh, and navigating a pandemic in the middle of yeah. all that. What's it's, that like? It's really something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recognize there's different stages we're all in with different challenges. And so yeah. we have little ones in this one and we figured it out and enjoyed the moments that we can. Well, you lead a massive ministry here called, we sum it up as Youth and Family mm-hmm. Ministries, which is everything from cradle to graduate of high graduation of high school. Yeah. Um, and there are thousands of kids involved in that age group in our yeah. church family. Uh, but I know you also have a lot of admiration and respect for teachers, you know, yes. in public schools, private schools, yeah. uh, where, where kids are going during this pandemic too. That's been absolutely. pretty impressive, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I, in a new way, I appreciate them now yeah. that Ellis in kindergarten too. Yeah, the whole hybrid thing is not easy. On uh-huh. Teachers, I, I have two daughters-in-law who are yes. school teachers, and th- I've learned a lot just from them, yeah. li- listening to them about what it's like to be doing hybrid school uh-huh. as a school teacher. And yeah. I know many of you who are tuning in are school teachers as well. So God yeah. bless you all. Yes. Um, and yeah. you, you have had other things going on. Really exciting things. In addition to all the church stuff, you know, there was been some highlights during this pandemic. Yeah. This church has really shifted in a faithful and effective way. Uh, we are able to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to more and more people than ever before. I couldn't mm-hmm. be more excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personally, for my wife Sally and I, uh, we just welcomed our first grandchild into the world. It's so great. I could not be happier about that. Um, there's a picture uh, if you're if you're um, able to see this uh, uh, via video, and you can you can tune into the Pastor Mike Drop podcast on audio, or you can do it on video. Uh, but my wife and I were able to to uh, zip down to Charlotte. She was born while I was preaching. Here's a fun <laughs> fact, and it was during the 9:30 service when I was preaching at Hope Elam uh-huh. on January 17th. And uh, at the end of the service, then we got 
the call, Sally was giving me signals during the sermon because we knew we knew our daughter-in-law Liz was in labor, and so she was. We had it all worked out that one thumb meant baby born, second thumb meant everything's good, oh, wow. and, and this meant no news, and then there were some <laughs> other signals too. We, we had it all down. Uh-huh. Uh, and so all she was giving me was the no news, uh-huh. but as soon as the, the service ended, she like waved me over, and we, we ran off down a hallway and uh-huh. took the call and got the news that Addison Rose, wow. householder, had been born, um, and so... Since my wife works for an airline, mm-hmm. uh, we one of the perks of that is we can fly for free. And so we drove to the airport after the service. From the church? Yes. Uh, we were hoping that it would work that you way. Were like we packed. had our bags were okay. packed. Yes. So we drove to the airport, got on the first plane to Charlotte, and um, spent uh, some time with our son John and his wife Liz um, and our new granddaughter. So I couldn't be more excited. Uh, a whole new place in my heart filled with love for her. Grandparenting is all the fun, none of the responsibility. Love everything about it. It, I highly recommend it. So let's set the table for this season two of Pastor Mike Drop Podcast, Emily. We've got got some questions that you're going to pepper me with. Yes. Are you ready? Pepper away. Let's do the two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Okay, first, big question is what can people expect from season two of the Pastor Mike Drop podcast? I have no idea. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) You do. (laughs) I do have some ideas, actually, and I'm excited about it. It's why I'm so excited for season two. There's going to be some familiar things from season one. Uh, Those of you who who were regulars uh, for season one, same kind of format. We'll have a lot of great guests. Um, and, and the big goals are the same. The reason we started this podcast wasn't because we thought like the world needed another podcast. Mm. The reason we started this podcast is we wanted to, uh, have some conversations, uh, from, from our unique perspectives as, as, as folks who, uh, God has put in this particular time and place. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have some conversations where we navigate and try to find our way to those places that I would call the intersections between Christ and culture, the, the, the place where our faith um, meets the issues of our day, but not just the issues of our day, the issues of our faith, um, how we understand God, how mm-hmm. we understand uh, who God is and who God has made us to be, mm-hmm. and, and then living that out faithfully. There are ways to do that in Bible studies, I mean, absolutely essential. I think Bible studies, preaching, sermons, um, daily devotions that people have, mm-hmm. you know, reading things, books, uh, other other ways certainly to be inspired uh, in a Christ-like way. But this podcast is specifically uh, designed so that you and I and the guests that we have on here can have conversations that are really more just straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. The thing about a Bible study, the thing about a sermon, the thing about an article that you might write for a religious journal, or even my weekly letters, you know, you think those out. You, you, you plan them, you prepare them, you, you put them together. Mm-hmm. This is more informal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what we're going to talk about. We, we know the, the themes that we're going to hit. We know the guests that we're going to have. But our conversations aren't scripted. Uh, yeah. They're from the heart. The only notes I have here on this computer screen are the questions, the themes that, that are mm-hmm. coming, and so that I can just stay on course uh, so we have an outline for each of these podcasts, but we don't have a script. We're, right. We are going to speak from the heart 
uh, about faith and daily life. And Mm -hmm. I think our world needs that. Mm. I think of it as it's really a glimpse into more of who we are as a church, not just you and I, but that's fun too. The get to know you stuff is fun too, but it's who we are and what we're learning from God in the midst of the world right now and as a church and personally and how things are applicable to us in those different ways is really cool. Yeah. As my dad used to say, he's a pastor, hero of mine, and he borrowed this from somebody else, I'm almost sure, because I think I've heard it quoted other other places. I'm just one blind beggar telling other blind beggars where, the, where to get some good food, mm. um, that we are on this journey together. We We don't have it mastered. We don't have it all figured out, mm-hmm. but we're walking in grace, and we've been blessed by some things that are not because we've earned it or because we deserve it, but they are complete gifts from God. Mm-hmm. And wow, if you really love other people, you want to tell people, well, yeah. here's how you can receive this. Here, here's how it happened for us. Yeah. Uh, here's how it happened for people in our church family. And that isn't just you know, what's happening here at Hope. Mm-hmm. Now that starts to transcend, and it becomes a much broader topic mm-hmm. where we're now talking about the things that it, even if you've never been to Lutheran Church of Hope and don't know anything about our church, mm-hmm. there's still going to be a, a lot of... Um, a, a lot of uh, places along the way, hopefully almost all of our conversations will be for you too, uh, mm-hmm. because really what they're all about, uh, even though they're in the context of our experience here in this church, in a bigger way, in a more real way, they're re- really all about what it means to follow Jesus Christ. Yeah. What does it mean to do that in this particular kind of a world? And this particular kind of a world is... Um, changing rapidly, yeah. as we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's time to have fresh conversations. Mm-hmm. The Word of God doesn't change. The good news of God's love for us doesn't change. The law of the gospel doesn't change. But the way we communicate it has to, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to continue to be effective as Christians. And so this is where people are. This mm-hmm. is where we need to be. And we'll say more about that as we go. Yeah. Well, the next question is, what's wrong with a steady diet of spiritual fluff and religious sound bites? Hopefully your faith is deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it goes beyond just bumper sticker phrases. Hopefully, and there, there are a lot of conversations, there are a lot of, there's a lot of Christian teaching out there that kind of aims for one or the other. Either it's all head and no heart, or it's all just fluffy kind of stuff, which is, hey, let's just be popular. Let's let's be hip. Let's let's have everybody connect with us, and they'll mm-hmm. think we're great, and and they'll follow us, and that's what it's all about. We want people to follow Jesus. Yeah. We we want people to know just you know the way Paul writes about it in the epistles is I want you to know, and I'm just paraphrasing here. I want you to know how high and how wide and how deep God's love is for you. Mm-hmm. That's the goal of this podcast. We want people to know just how deep mm-hmm. God's love is for you. And so it's more of a long-form conversation. It's not, it's not just a short little summary. Yeah. We want to we have conversations. We, we want, and the problem with fluff and stuff, Christianity, is you never get there. Mm-hmm. And so you just stay on the surface. And then when life hits and it hits hard, when the storms hit... Mm-hmm you're not going to be able to weather it. You're, sure. you're not going to be able to handle it. Um, you know, the, the wall crumbles. So we want, to, we, want to, we want to give people the depth of God's word. And that's part of the goal of this podcast. So when I talk about 
And when, when we have conversations, Emily, and when we have guests come in and have conversations about Christ and culture in those places they intersect, mm-hmm. we want to do that in a way that is true to God's word, and we want to do that in a way that explores the depth of all the different layers that God has for us, because mm-hmm. God wants to meet us in all those different places, not just on the surface. Yeah, that's good. Next question is, where can we find what our souls crave and what our world needs right now? Yeah, I think what our souls crave and what the world needs now is is the same thing. We need God's love. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. the it's the answer to the line in the song. What the world needs now is love, sweet yeah. love. But it's not just any kind of love. It's not just sort of a uh, to get back to the question before, just a superficial, shallow love. Mm-hmm. It's the love that comes to us from the Creator of the universe, who puts everything in its place, who finds the delicate balance and can breathe life into our new granddaughter. And so mm-hmm. we behold the miracle of that. It's, it's the love of a God who finds us where we are, but who, who gives us a compass. Mm-hmm. He, he gives us a, a, a way to navigate. Nobody needs me to, to say we're in a pandemic. Nobody needs me to say, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's all sorts of divides in our world mm-hmm. um, that we will address uh, mm-hmm. over the next several episodes. Um, nobody, nobody needs to be reminded of those things. And sometimes our response to that is, I just don't want to hear any more about that stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear any more about these things that are troubling and challenging. Well, that's not why we want to bring these things up. Mm. We want to bring these things up so that you can find a better way to navigate through them. Mm. Jesus way. Mm-hmm. The one who said, I am the way I am the truth and I am the life. Um, and you know, he didn't just say I'm a way or a truth or a life. He said, I'm, I'm it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it. And so we want to share that, uh, that compass with people. We want to give people, and I believe that's what our souls crave, and I believe that's what the world needs is mm-hmm. that compass. We, we need to find better ways to relate to one another. We need yeah. to be reminded there is a God, yeah. and this God loves us, and he's with us, and um, he has a plan for us. And so we want to make those those very, very clear life applications for folks as yeah. we have these conversations. Yeah, that's good. What have we learned since last year? Yeah, well, that I'm going to start with you, actually, on that <laughs> one. It, this is a broader question, right? So what, yeah. what last summer um, is when we wrapped up season one, mm-hmm. and so a lot's happened between last summer and now. Yeah. You, you are... Um, a senior leader in this church, uh, what is it? What is it that you've learned about doing ministry? What is it you've learned about life? Yeah. Um, during this, this, as everybody says, I almost hate to repeat the phrase: this unprecedented uh-huh. season, right? Yes. Well, I think we've all learned a lot. What I think for me, it's boiled down to is I've learned that God is still moving. It just looks different right mm. now, and. So I'm I'm seeing it in different ways, but I think where I focus has become more important. I've learned that. And so for me to learn to focus on what God is doing instead yeah. of what's not happening around me, because that'd be real easy right now mm-hmm. to say, you know, I used to stand in our church walls on a Wednesday night and there was just swarms of students and families around me. And now I stand there and there are stu- some in the building, some online. And uh, they're distanced and and that's safe and good. We're still hearing the stories of God moving in big ways. And so 
that's what I've learned is that God is still there. It's not like these things have all happened and something has changed on God's side of, of what's going on. Uh, it's just looking for it maybe in a new way. So here's an example of why these conversations are so important, because I didn't think of articulating it. I'm going to attempt to articulate this as mm-hmm. I go. But what you said has triggered this thought. You know, you, you talk about, I'm used to walking into our worship center on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night and seeing swarms mm-hmm. of teenagers yeah. who are here for Power Life Confirmation or Ignition High School Ministry. I mean, swarms of teenagers. And now it's different, but that doesn't mean God isn't moving, Right. if I could sum up yes. what you're saying. Yes. So, so just, you know, from my heart and, and from my mind, as I think about this on a deeper level, isn't that the thing that that we have learned as a church during this season? Because when God's people went from slavery in Egypt to the freedom of a new life in a promised land, it, mm. it took them longer than they wanted to. Yeah. It took them 40 years, yeah, right? Wandering longer. through the wilderness. Hopefully that won't be our story. Mm-hmm. But it's taken a year, mm-hmm. uh, ballpark so mm-hmm. far. We, we, we're about almost a year into this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a lot longer than we wanted it to be when we started talking about this pandemic. I bet you we could rewind to <laughs> to our episodes on this podcast saying, you know, that some people would come on. We had doctors come on and say, it mm-hmm. could be a year or two. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, no. Yes. Don't, don't even want to think about that. Well, it's going to be at least a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that is obvious and for sure. And it's going to move past a year, mm-hmm. uh, most likely too. And so as we do that, as as we wander in the wilderness, the wilderness is never a waste. Mm -hmm. There are things that we can learn along the way, things Mm -hmm. that God wants to teach us along the way. And I think one of the things God has taught me is in the same way that we understand, okay, so here's a theological kind of seminary level concept, is that we live in the now and the not yet. Mm. We live eschatologically. In other words, there is going to be a time in the kingdom of heaven uh, when God's kingdom comes, when we have eternal life in heaven, where none of this suffering happens. There will be no pandemics in heaven. Mm-hmm. There will be no dying in heaven. There'll mm-hmm. be no sickness or disease. There'll be no tears, the Bible even says. Mm-hmm. And so since we know that that's coming, I think a lot of people wrongly say, well, I know that's coming and that's the only thing I can cling to and hold on to. Mm-hmm. It's not just that that's coming. It's that God wants to give us glimpses of that right now. Here. And so God is still on the move. Yeah. Here, right. Like you just Like you said so well, and that's what triggered this thought. So in the same way we live in the now and the not yet, mm-hmm. in the we pray for thy kingdom to come, yes. but we get glimpses of it now on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. And so as we do that, what I've learned, and I think what our church family has learned, whether we can actually articulate it yet or not, and I'm going to try, is to say that while we're waiting for things to get better, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great things that are happening. Yes. Love has not, as they say, love has not been canceled, right. and, and faith and hope have not been canceled, right. and 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 our connection to God and to each other has not been canceled. We've just had to find new and creative ways to do it. Worship hasn't been canceled, not right. once. Right. We've been able to do it every week, whether it's online or in person, which we're doing both of now, yep. um, or even for a season when it was just online. It was never canceled. The only folks who might say that or be tempted to say that are those who just aren't looking at it. Mm-hmm. In saying, well, what I mean by that, it's not the kind of worship the way I want to do it, the way I prefer it. Right. 
me too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I would rather walk into the room the way you used to on Wednesday nights as the leader of that ministry and see wall-to-wall kids mm-hmm. uh, without masks, mm-hmm. singing their hearts out to Jesus and learning of, about God's word and applying that to their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still doing it. Right. They're just not doing it in person in that room as much. Uh, actually, some of them are now, right? It's yeah. a hybrid model. Yeah. But they were doing it online. Yeah. Um, as well. And so I think we've learned that. I think we've learned we can still be the church. Yes. Even when we can't physically gather together the way we would prefer. Yes. Um, and we will again. And when we do, it'll be great. Yep. Last question is, why does the church need to be online? Well, I think we just covered that yeah. probably. So I'll, I'll just say, I'll add this to it. And then I'd like to hear what you think too. From your mm-hmm. perspective, from your chair, uh, how important you've seen it. I have um, I have heard from so many different people who I never met. I still haven't met in person. I've only met them through email or Facebook message or whatever it might be, or an old-fashioned U.S. post office letter yeah. in some cases. You say, um, I happen to find Lutheran Church of Hope services online during this pandemic, um, and... I just want to say thank you to your church or thank you to God for leading me there because I have experienced and grown in my faith. I've experienced God in new ways and grown in my faith during this time. That's the gist of these communications. And please, I'm not saying that because I want to say, oh, well, Lutheran Church of Hope, wow, we mm-hmm. we really are clicking. It's just that people need God. Yeah, People need, we are here to point people to God and that's what they're, grateful for, yeah. is that they are making that God connection, um, and we just happen to be the instrument God's using to make yeah. that connection, to, to, to play that music for them so that they can make that connection. And, and that, that's why we need to be online. That's why the church needs to be there. But even in a non-pandemic season, church needs to be online because that's where people are. Yeah. Um, people listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, people are on social media. Um, Average screen time for the average American is, what, 11 to 13 hours a day? A lot. I think. Um, and it's, it's <laughs> where just a decade or two ago, you know, screen time would be TV and that would be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is completely changing the way we live. So if people are on their screens, we need to bring the gospel to those screens. Yeah. If If people are on social media, we need to bring... Um, the good news of God's love to those social media sites. Yeah, I'm thankful for the church being online for two reasons. One is uh, for me and for others who are used to being here, there have been seasons where it wasn't safe to be in the building. And so it. we heard other people say it, it was a lifeline, I think, to have some normalcy to be able to worship together from thousands of locations was a great opportunity. And the other opportunity in it is I don't know if everyone understands the outreach that being online truly has created. And I think of, we wrapped up season one right before VBS, our vacation Bible school. We're used to uh, thousands of kids. We reached more than we'd ever seen because it was online. And so, uh, it was able to go all over to different countries and and to different places in the United States, and that would not have been the case. No, Hope, Hope Kids and the videos you guys produce yeah. every week are exceptional. In fact, they're gonna 
set one up and 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 film it here as soon as we clear out yeah. of this podcast for this Sunday service. And we show a ten minute version of it at the end of every mm-hmm. service on on weekends at hopeonline.tv. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's an extended play version too, yeah. right? An EP, if yes. you will, of Hope Kids. And kids are just eating it up. Mm-hmm. And families are, are like, these tools are great because yes. our kids are still growing in their faith Yes, through these videos. I mean, I think about how influential Mr. Rogers was for our kids growing up. Right. Well, they never met him. They they right. never went to his studio, sure. you know, to, to take in a Mr. Rogers show. Yeah. But he taught them a lot of really great things. Yeah. Um, he's a Presbyterian pastor and, and all that too. Um, and so he saw it as a mission and a ministry, mm-hmm. which I don't know that everybody realizes. Uh, but he, but in the same way, I think God is waking churches up, and this can be our deeper dive just briefly as we wrap mm-hmm. up this first episode. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I think this has been a wake-up call for churches, not just hope, but can we talk about the elephant in the room just for a second? Churches were not very good at digital ministry before right. the pandemic. Right. Because of the pandemic, every church has had to learn how to do it, at least on some level. Uh-huh. Uh, or at least try. almost every church has, has made an attempt. Right. And a lot of churches um, are really good at it. And I'm not just talking about big churches with lots of resources. I'm talking about small churches who just find creative ways to say, here's our worship service for you. Here's our Bible studies. Here's mm-hmm. our youth ministry stuff for you. Mm-hmm. That that has pushed the church into the 21st century yeah. in a way that I don't think would have happened because we were lagging. And I'm talking about the whole church. Right. Um, Hope is blessed with a lot of wonderful, creative people who, who had us kind of out on the leading edge of that before mm-hmm. the pandemic. And that allowed us to shift pretty quickly into saying, okay, we'll do digital church for a while um, until this pandemic passes. And now we're doing hybrid. But for a lot of churches, they had no plan. Yeah, they had. No, they said, "Well, our ministry is going to be people showing up, and that's all it's going to be." But it can't be that uh, during this time and during this pandemic. And so that has forced churches into the 21st century, and that'll continue to bless them as they right. move forward, and it'll continue to further the mission of the church um, that wants to follow Jesus faithfully. Right. I think it accelerated the process, and I think about what you said. That's where people are. Yep. And as I look at. Ella, as a kindergartner, has an iPad from her school. She can navigate it sometimes better than I can. Right. She has different apps that do different things. She can get to it, get you to it. She can change the settings. She's very proud of that. So am I. I couldn't have done some of the things that she's doing. And so that's just very real, that that's yeah. where the church will continue to need to be if we really want to continue to have outreach to people who might not be as willing to walk through the walls. And so we will. Yeah, uh, we we will continue to um, continue to grow, continue to learn how mm-hmm. to better communicate. I I know we're we're involved in a very serious conversation as a church is to say what does a faithful post pandemic church look like? Mm-hmm. So after this pandemic passes, what kind of a church will we be? And we want to have that conversation now, not after it happens. Mm-hmm. So we're starting that conversation. It's very exciting. It includes. Um, this wonderful combination of being a digital church and being an in-person present church. Mm-hmm. And it's not either or, it's both and. It's, it's, we want to be a church that's about reaching out to the world around us to share the everlasting love of Jesus Christ. 
How we do that is secondary. Yeah. Um, doing it is primary. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to be. That's what we want to do. And that's what this podcast is all about. Yep. So here we go. Yeah. Ready? Season it's, two? It's going to be great. Let's roll. We're not going to do all 30 episodes today. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> might, might get a little tiresome. Uh-huh. But we will, we will uh, be here for you, and uh, we invite you to spread the word. Um, you know, uh, let people know that this is out there, that it'll be available every week. And we look forward to continuing these conversations with you in those places, those intersections where Christ and culture meet, where faith can be applied to your daily life and where we do so in a way that goes far beyond just, uh, fluffy phrases. And we dive into places where our hearts really, um, reside and where we, where we have to navigate our way and find that compass that only Christ can provide. Um, to to get to where we want to be. God has a plan. It's a good one. And God loves you. And God um, is with you. And we will see you at worship this weekend, if not before. And thanks a lot. We'll we'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there. Oh, on the